Salam. I am your host, Aya Shabi, and you are listening to I Am Nala Podcast. I am so excited today because we have Nadia Abdullah from Kenya. Welcome, Nadia. Thank you very much, Aya. I'm so excited to be here today. And I want to start by just asking you, who do you think is Nadia? Like, where, where, what is she really like, you know, in everyday life? Um, okay, uh, well, I like calling myself an apologetic Nadia. Um, and she's a person who believes in, you know, the rights of women, the rights of young people, when it comes to occupying spaces uh, that enable her to speak out and to really enforce policies that will recognize our power and be able to shift people's mindset into viewing young people and women as important assets in developing the country, but also developing yourself as a person. I know it's been an interesting journey for you in government. And I really want to know what really surprised you when you got into that kind of environment? One thing that really surprised me when I joined government is the perception of people in government when it comes to young women. Um, because you're facing two stereotypes. You're facing the stereotype of being a young person, then you're facing the stereotype of being a woman. And then looking at myself, I come from a marginalized community, which is from the coastal side of Kenya. Not many women who look like me make it to where they are today. And so there's a lot of doubts um, in which would she be able to cope? Does she have the right mindset to make decisions? Um, and is she really the voice that matters in the country? So tell me, what do people actually misunderstand, you know, about you? Ah, I think they usually perceive me as someone who is, um, I would say, vain. Um, vain and not knowledgeable person. Because what happens is when I go somewhere and I start talking about like the work I'm doing and everything, people assume that I don't have an educational background. And then when I get questions a lot, what did you study and how far did you get in your education? And I'm like, yeah, I have a bachelor's in mass communication and public relations. And I have a master's in foreign policy and cultural diplomacy. And everyone just goes like, oh, wow, really? You know, and so that's that's one of the, the misconception about me. I'm not sure why people think I'm not educated, but. It could be the fact that I'm from a place where not a lot of people really come, women come out and say this is what they did or they don't get to a certain level of education because of, you know, early marriages and just cultural norms. Yeah. Since I was 13, you know, I, I saw how my aunties and, and my late mom were in the community and I always felt like, you know, this is not me. This is not it. And I would always be the black sheep in the, in, the, in the crowd. I would always want to do things different from everything else, you know. And I used to look up to, I still do, but to late Kofi Annan and Oprah Winfrey. And I say this a lot because I really had an interest in communication because I believe that's one thing that will solve a lot of problems in, this, in the world. But also when it comes to humanitarian grounds, but really being represented well. From a young age, you can imagine. 
Um, but then it grew, the interest grew and I, and I got attached to community work and I was like, you know what, I need to study more. So I wasn't an A student, I'll tell you that. Uh, I failed, I used to fail a lot, but then I worked hard and I, I did well in my high school. Um, and, and, you know, it's like, you know what, uh, education might not define my whole life, but it's something that I want to have as a weapon when someone tries to undermine me in life. Yeah. So I, I really want to know what would be the one thing you wish you had known when you started your career? I mean, I don't know if you envisioned yourself in government, but what would be that one thing you wish you know before you entered? Oh, yeah. So to be honest, I didn't really see myself in government. <laughs> mm -hmm. This this came as a surprise. Uh, but one thing that I wish I knew was how serious patriarchy was. Um, especially, you know, I mean, in all ways, uh, because I got in and I was super excited. Um, you know, being young and being a young woman, I felt like the doors and people would be open to it and would be as excited as I am. It's like they always second guess and ask, like, what is her intention to do this? And isn't she too young to do this? And she should know how to speak because she shouldn't like cross some barriers and stuff. And I usually get frustrated a lot because, you know, we need to we need to allow ourselves to also occupy spaces and still be young at the same time, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. And it's tough, let me tell you, Aya, the intimidation, I mean, there are times I'll be like, oh, you're young, you can't understand this. Or, you know, because of, of my background and, you know, coming from the coast and it's like, oh, what can this girl tell you? So I have a tendency of being a workaholic. And I think part of it comes from, and I think you resonate with me, part of it comes from the fact that you're young and you're a woman and you have so many people who are waiting for you to fail. So you're always trying your best to work so hard so that you can prove other people wrong. And so for six months, that was me because it was, you know, I was the top of the whole country for about three months. People are talking about who is she? I remember my, my CS was telling me, some people were telling him, oh, you guys appointed a blogger, oh, you guys appointed this, that she even have uh, educational background. So, you know, I was facing all that. But then after the six months, I literally decided, you know what? Life is too short. So I really wish I knew how bad it was. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even if you knew, you know, like I, I was also in, in the African Union, which is an intergovernmental institution of 55 member states. But I think even if I knew, I wouldn't have imagined the way I lived it, you know? Like people would tell you this is government, this is intergovernmental spaces, but when you live it day to day, it's like every day is a learning experience for you. Every day is mm -hmm. amazing. Mm -hmm. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> so at the end of the day, sometimes like we need to ground ourselves in our mission because people can doubt you and make you doubt yourself or put that pressure that makes you, okay, what the hell am I even doing? <laughs> but you know, when you find the balance between your work, what you're passionate about, the time you provide for it, and also you, I think that's yeah. where you find the balance and- Clear, exactly. I want to get from you uh, to our listeners who are mostly millennials, uh, tips and advice on those who want to really pursue a career similar to yours. Okay. I think the first thing that you need to do or you need to take into account is just work on yourself. 
you know it's the most important thing um and and that goes for myself but also you like if you want to get to the careers that we are at if you don't if you haven't worked on yourself and dealt with yourself first it's very hard for you to really deliver or it's hard for you to really um relate to other people across the board and so that's one thing millennials don't do you know we see you know you'll see Nadia you'll see Aya on Instagram and and YouTube and social media they're here they're there they're talking down podiums and you feel like oh they just woke up one morning and that's what happened but it's it's because of so many mistakes that we've done and so many things and tears and i mean it's a lot um for us to get there so i would say first work on yourself number two, you have to really identify what is your passion you know passion comes above everything else if you're not passionate about something you will not achieve your career if you're not passionate about something people will not also believe in the things that you bring to them to the table or the things that you want to push across so you have to really identify who what it is that you you want to do and what you're passionate about and number 3 i would just say it's just being honest with yourself honestly um they say the truth hurts but i think the truth saves you from a lot of issues if you're not true to yourself as a person you know as a character it's very hard because the world out there is harsh people are ready to just jump on your back at any cost and if you don't really pay attention you're just going to get lost you're going to be influenced and you're going to just want to run around different things and not really catch up on anything and the last thing is read <laughs> read a lot read books read latest current affairs um read whatever it is that will just keep your brain and your mind alive yeah uh since you're talking about reading what's the latest reading you've been taking? ah i'm actually i just i actually finished a book called <laughs> you're the okay you're the baddest bitch <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah my books are, my books are like that um like my favorite book uh, that i finished was the subtle art of not you know giving up fuck sorry i'm not sure if i'm supposed to say it or not but yes that was my favorite book and i think the way the the writer brought out a lot of things i think every millennial needs to read that book because um we are in a world these days especially the african continent we take we take everything so personally young people we are too sensitive to things and we react we are so reactive to things that it costs us opportunities and it costs us spaces so i think it's time we need to really care less about what people think about us and more about how am i doing it to my best self so that i can get on that table and so yeah That's amazing. What's the title of the book again? Uh The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Amazing. You all guys yeah. got it. <laughs> so, my my last question here uh um if you'd had to have a dinner with three people, who would they be? Oh, number 1 is Amina J. Mohammed, the Deputy Secretary General of the United Nations. I mean, she is an inspiration and I would love to have dinner with her. the second person that i would love to have dinner with even though she's now not alive 
is actually my late mom. <laughs> I actually miss her very much. And because she's part of who I am today and she's my inspiration and she's, she's the reason why I am who I am today. And the third person, it's actually Michelle Obama. Yes, because I read her, her book Becoming. and I think it's, it, yes, it's beautiful. And it's so inspiring to the point that I have so many questions that I noted down in the book. I'm like, you know what? One day I'm going to meet her and she's going to answer this question. um so are you an introvert or extrovert what do you do for fun so i love 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 cycling and watching movies um after work i have a special corner it's actually where i'm seated uh where i sit and i just binge watch movies um i love comedy and action movies but also medieval movies um or i'll be cycling at karura forest or walking. I love taking myself out a lot uh, because it gives me time to just touch base with myself and to just give myself some time, you know, just be with yourself and everything. And on weekends, um, either like, again, in the house or I go out dancing with my friends um, or I'm just going on dates because <laughs> my friends, they really sometimes hook me up on blind dates because they're like Nadia there's more to life <laughs> so yeah it's it, really I just I could say I used to be an extrovert but these days I like my my space and my time more than interacting with people because I do that I mean every day I'd rather <laughs> just have a space yeah to myself I'm, I'm sure people listening are wondering about two things what's the latest movie you're watching and are you on a date do you have someone already <laughs> <laughs> So I'm currently watching a series called Van Helsing. Uh, I'm on season one, episode six. It's about vampires and and just a virus that has gone around that's, that tickles my fancy. Um, and whether or not I'm seeing anyone or on a date, I, you can see how I'm laughing. Um, well, I'm not in a relationship <laughs> and I'm not married. <laughs> I like that answer. And I saw henna in your hand, Nadia. Okay, yes, I, hope that's, yes. I hope that's not related to any marriage. No, 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 no. <laughs> but I, I, I am going on a few dates here and there. That's amazing. Uh, Nadia, this has been so much fun. Is there anything else I haven't asked that you want to share with us? Mm, and not really, just that I think I would like to tell every person listening but especially those who are from the African continent, is that our journey has just begun. We are such a young continent. We have so much potential. Uh, the power lies when we come together. Young Africans have, have still not understood that. And I, I wish there will come a time where we will look beyond borders and we'll just come together and really build our continent to the best of our abilities. Yeah. Thank you for those powerful words. I 100% agree. It's in our unity that we're going to lift up this continent and really take it yeah. forward. And it's the millennials. It's still up to our mm -hmm. generation. So we're going to do it with people like you, you know, and, and you are really themselves, you know. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much again, Nadia. Thank you, Aya. Stay updated with our work, go to nalafem.org and sign up to our newsletter. 
You can also sign our manifesto on nalafem.org slash sign. And you can follow us on social media at nalafem. This is your host, Aya Shebi, and see you in the next episode.